one game short on its quest for a first-ever West Coast Conference tournament title. Now the waiting game begins. Has BYU done enough to get in the NCAA tournament as an at-large team? Bubble talk with the former BYU basketball star Kevin Nixon. Plus, David Nixon adds his thoughts on BYU's big dance resume. And what can spring football do for the Cougs? Hashtag let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Wednesday, March 12th, what is up? I'm Spencer Linton alongside arcade hotshot runner-up, Jerem Jordan. Bang, Biscuit! Wherever and however you may be joining the simulcast fun, great to have you with us back in Studio B in Provo, Utah. First time here with the simulcast. Here we are. It's another new start. We launched it on Thursday from Las Vegas, and now we are here in our new home at BYU Broadcasting. If you watch True Blue every week, this is the same studio that True Blue is shot in. And so here we are on the desk for BYU Sports Nation. This desk is used on Countdown to Kickoff in Lavelle Edwards Stadium as well. So insider stuff. Hey, let the debate begin, Jerem. BYU's men's hoops team in or out of the NCAA tournament. I said 23 wins to get in for sure. The tournament train is still yes. on the tracks for you. There's no stopping the tournament express. Not with that resume. Not with what they did at the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. They did enough. They got to 23 wins. The range of emotions across BYU Sports Nation, no surprise. Passion breeds opinion. There's a ton of opinion happening. Some tweets for thought. At Cougar Sports Fan says this. I want BYU in the NIT so they get a home game out of it. No, nope, no, 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 no. NCAA tournament or bust. I'll take the big dance a thousand times out of a thousand. Yes. The goal is to get back to the NCAA tournament, to be one of those 68 teams. They have a great shot to do that. In fact, I, th- I think they've done it. Here's the other side of that. At Nick Lee 51, BYU didn't play like it tonight, but they do deserve a bid, in my opinion. Five days until our fate is decided. Selection CBS Sunday. 6 Eastern mm. Sunday. It's always a tense moment, but I but I think they it I don't I don't think there should be that much drama surrounding BYU. I'll be more nervous Sunday, but I think BYU's in. I'm st- I'm still a believer that, like I said yesterday, I didn't think that BYU had to win the game to get in. What they needed to do, like I said yesterday, was avoid a blowout. Now during that game, I was getting nervous, and at halftime, I tweeted, "BYU needs to either come back and win or lose by less than twelve. They lost by eleven. Whatever bracket." BYU is in. I, I hope it's not the last bracket revealed. That's the worst. When you're waiting, three brackets revealed, only one bracket left, and BYU hasn't been announced yet, you're just like, oh, man. Well, BYU's in a precarious position in that they can only show up in certain regions based on the Thursday, Saturday, no Sunday play. So it's, it's, it's going to be nerve-wracking Sunday. It will be. <laughs> but I think BYU's going to show up in that. At Crazy Cook Fanatic, when you are a BYU fan, the highs are so high and the lows so low. We got both during the tournament. Yes. I will always be a fan, hashtag BYUSN. Why so jubilant after a win? Because you understand the pain of a tough loss. You can't have one without the other. It's been that way for a long time. Enjoy the process. You really need to. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and sound off on today's Twitter question. Why is BYU a tourney team? Use hashtag BYUSN. Maybe you think BYU isn't a tournament team. Prove it either way. Send your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. And we remind you, BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, and the BYU Radio iOS app. 
Watch our simulcast live on BYU TV and BYUtv.org. The rebroadcast weekdays at 7 Eastern on BYU Radio. Rise and shout, people. It's time for a Wednesday edition of What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Well, that didn't go as planned. They were really good, especially the first 10 minutes of the game. And, you know, put us in a hole and then, you know, our guys battled and they battled the, the whole game. And, you know, we got the single digits but couldn't kind of get over the hump. Just um, 35% from the field uh, kind of made it really tough for us to get any momentum on the offensive end. BYU head coach Dave Rose after a tough loss to Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference Tournament Final. Beware the slow start. And it got the better of the men's and women's teams yesterday. Both sides dealing with the same thing. The men cut the lead to single digits late. The amazing part is that was the first time it had been within single digits since 17-8 to very early. Gonzaga won the game early. They really did. Because the last 30, BYU played even basketball with Gonzaga. It was the first 10 minutes where BYU got behind. And had BYU shot the ball... Wet really well, 50% in the second half. They could have won that game. Yes. But they end up losing by 11. I don't think it's the end of the world. I think BYU's still in it as an NCAA tournament team. I'm, not, I'm disappointed in the result. I am not disappointed in the effort. BYU very well could have lost that game by 20-plus. They did not. They fought back. Frank, Bark, Frank Bartley was good off the bench. Uh, Eric Meek had a nice game. Uh, Tyler Haas continued to be good from the free throw line. Didn't have a, another good shooting night. I guess 6 for 14 is good. It's not bad. It's not bad. BYU came up short, and they lost, and that I, I think that BYU is still going to get in the NCAA tournament. Now, the big question becomes, Kyle Collinsworth's knee injury. Oh, it, we don't know what it is yet. He's going to have an MRI this morning, and then we'll know. Now, here, now here's the big question. How does that affect BYU's at-large opportunity? It doesn't. It does not. It now, does it, not. it will affect seeding. But will it will not affect whether BYU gets in or not if he's out for the year. Let's say let's say we find out he has a torn ACL this morning and he's done. You're not rewarding a player. You're rewarding a team for, for what a body done. of work. Yes. Now that would affect BYU seeding. Without Kyle Collinsworth, BYU is a playing team. Maybe they're a 13 seed. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe they're a that's 13 what they were seed. against Iona. They were a 13. If I'm not, they were 14. They were a 14. That's right. So the fact is, BYU is trying to get in. I don't care how they get in. Just that they do. Poor shooting in the first half, 9 of 27. Attribute that at least partially to Gonzaga's team defense. Yes, they were so wow. good on defense. Better than they were on offense to me. Couple that with Gonzaga's solid offense, they were doing work. I mean, the Cougs were in trouble. They were 19 of 31 at the end of the first half. They scored 44 points against BYU in the first half. Everything was going right for Gonzaga. BYU cannot shoot 9 for 27 against Gonzaga and hope to be in the game. You just can't. And you said it to me early, early in the day. We've got to make shots. We've just got to make shots. And they didn't. And sometimes you shoot the ball poorly, and their defense wasn't good enough to slow down Gonzaga. But the valiant effort at the end is is kind of what we're hanging our hat on. Like, yeah, they won 23 games, and they fought to the end, which was really which was really important. And I'm crazy concerned about Kyle Collinsworth's injury. I, Understandable. This is, this we're is, holding our breath collectively. This is, this is not St. Mary's where he came back in the game and fought it with adrenaline and get some time off. This is, I mean, it, it could be as good as, hey, maybe he misses the first game, makes the second. It could be as bad as he's done for the year. Jeremy, you drew the comparison with New Mexico and San Diego State back in 2011 when BYU uses 52 points from Jimmer Fredette. They use up all the gas in the tank, and they get to San Diego State, and they just they looked like they were tired. 
And you said, I hope BYU didn't do that, holding on against San Francisco, taking on Gonzaga. I didn't feel like BYU was – I didn't feel like it was the same situation. I thought Gonzaga was playing really good defense. BYU couldn't get good looks. And then on the offensive end for the Zags, I thought they were getting great looks, either yeah. layups, jump hooks from post guys, or kickouts for open threes. BYU's conditioning is outstanding. Yes. I, I agree with Matt Carlino when he says we're the best conditioned team in the conference. I know they played a late game full of emotion. Uh, it was physical against San Francisco. But the soul killer is when you're playing – a team that can't miss a shot because it's just hard to stay up. Like when you're making shots and you're in the game, it's easier to, to stay energetic. But when, when a team's every shot's going in for a team and it's a pro Gonzaga crowd, I'm sorry, it affects you mentally. It just does. And consequently, to catch up in a game, you have to make threes, yes. which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Heck yeah. 17. BYU shot 17% from three during the three games in the West Coast Conference Tournament. 0 for 12, 3 for 10, 3 for 13 for a total of 6 for 35. That's 17%. You will not win games. And I'm surprised that BYU won the first two. They won two Uh, games. If you just look at that stat, but it's not just about that stat. But when you look at the Gonzaga game, Matt Carlino goes 0 for 5. I mean, if he hits one or two late, we're, we're talking about maybe, maybe coming back in that game. But with no threes... No win. They had a chance to cut. I mean, how many shots went in and out, though? It was, it just wasn't BYU's night. It was not. The important part is an 11-point loss after a valiant second-half effort looks much better in the eyes of the selection committee. Let's keep it rolling. Topic two. Bubble watch. I, I think we should we should find ourselves in that tournament. Um We've had this has been a challenging season, um, but I feel like our guys have come together and um, feel like we've done enough to get in. Tyler Haas is right. They're in. BYU is in. They're in a good position in most brackets across the country, most notable brackets. Besides Jerry Palm, our boy at CBS. <laughs> even Jerry Palm's discussing BYU on the bubble, though. They're like awfully w- bubbly. That's was, what he, he said this morning. He wasn't even talking about them for weeks and weeks, and now he's finally consented to discuss BYU as a possible bubble team because their RPI's in the 30s and their strength of schedules in the 30s. And they won 23 games. They went 15-4 and four after the new year. They won 10 of 12. It's about how you finish. So, yeah, they're in. I, I agree with Tyler Haas. They did enough. BYU will make the tournament. It's just a matter of where they get in and if they're a play-in game or not. Now they're dealing with a, a scenario where they might be a play-in game. Just get in. Who cares? I mean, there, there's the traditional tournament of 64. It's sort of a play-in game, which is called the first round or opening round, and then the traditional first round is now the second round. Whatever. Just get into the NCAA tournament. That was the goal for this team. They had a four-game losing streak. They were 8-7 and seven at one point. Since then, you mentioned 15-4. and four. I mean, they've overcome a lot. Let's not forget, only 10 scholarship players available. You have no seniors. I think that BYU has, uh, is about where we hoped they'd be in terms of achievement and then what the schedule ended up being getting to the title game. I think that BYU uh, is about on par with what we hoped they'd do before the season. BYU head coach Dave Rose not about to guarantee anything after last night's loss. I mean, the last three or four weeks have been as good as, you know, any team around, I think, as far as being up to the challenge and up to the task. So uh, that's how I personally feel about our team, and uh, we'll see what happens. 
the bracket matrix has BYU as the fourth to last team in their average seed at like 10.85. So an 11 seed. This is after all things considered. I don't think there's going to be enough upsets during championship week that it's going to bump BYU off the bubble. Now, if they, they, were, the la- if they were the last team in, then they'd be in real trouble. But they're not. They have some room. They have some room so the few teams that there's aren't a, supposed to win can win. There's a little win. bit of space. Yes. Thank it's comfortable goodness. now, but let's see on Saturday. Why is BYU a tournament team? Send us your opinions. Or why not? Use the hashtag BYUSN. I'll do one right now. At Bridger Hill. He said he finished the season strong. RPI and quality wins, including Mount St. Mary's, who's dancing after last St. night. Big Russia goes out with a sweet alley-oop. Hope he's okay. Up next, we talk to David Nixon. What could the Cougars have done differently that could have changed last night's outcome? This is BYU Sports Nation. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting for the first time, at least on the simulcast era. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Remember, BYU Sports Nation is on demand on BYURadio.org slash BYU Sports Nation and BYUTV.org slash DVR. Can we get a rise and shout for the 13th president of yeah. Brigham Young University? Kevin J. Yeah, Worthen. Let's give it up. Congratulations. May 1st, he becomes the 13th president. Replacing Cecil O. Samuelson. What are, what are BYU fans going to do in basketball games after free throws now? That was a question in the press conference <laughs> for vice president let's right now. Let's take care of Worthen. the important things first, uh, Mr. President. Uh, what are you going to do after free throws? It was, I think it was the last or second to last question for him. That's a real, that's a real question that The Rock has to figure out. But we've, uh, we've gotten to know Kevin Worthen, fantastic guy. Oh, he's an amazing person. He's worked with broadcasting, alumni relations, university communications, athletics. He's been fantastic. And he said yesterday, he's realized as he shadowed President Samson, there's more to BYU than sports. There is. I, I, no, what? I'm just, Wait, I'm just, sorry, what? I'm just, yeah, I, I'm just, I was thrown off so, by what you just said. There's so much, yeah. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be great, and we'll miss President Samson. He's, will, he's done a fantastic both job. Both fantastic, amazing individuals. Uh, certainly excited for... The new BYU president, Kevin J. Worthen, and uh, a job well done to Cecil O. Samuelson. I mean, he, whoosh! Yeah, Cecil! Whoosh, that's, that's for him. That's right. BYU Sports Nation with a salute to Cecil. Our first live guest today, a friend of the program, David Nixon, former NFL guy, former BYU football standout, current BYU TV analyst for football and basketball. David, that was a tough game to watch last night. What's the one thing in your mind that BYU could have done differently to help them change the result? Well, I think it first comes down to the, the turnovers. I mean, you look at the, the, the hole they dug themselves in that first half. They had 10 turnovers compared to Gonzaga's four. And then, of course, Gonzaga capitalized off those turnovers, scoring 11 points to BYU zero. So I think, uh, you know, that was, that was the big part of the game was that BYU dug themselves in that hole and they really couldn't dig themselves out of it. And then when it did come time to dig themselves out of it late in the second half, they just couldn't quite make those crucial shots and unfortunately came up short. David Nixon, BYU TV basketball and football analyst, is on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars uh, fall at Gonzaga or to Gonzaga, but might is, as well have been at Gonzaga. Sure, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> our our Twitter question today uh, is this: Why is BYU a tourney team? What do you think, David? Well, of course, you know everybody keeps talking about their quality uh, wins they've had throughout the season, but I think if you're the committee, you look at the way BYU finished ten and two in their last twelve games. Um, of course, they struggled at first in conference play, but you, you look at, once again, their strength of schedule, which is obvious, 
But I think the way they were able to kind of go through this home stretch here at the end and, and go 10-2, and two, I think that's pretty impressive itself. David Nixon on BYU Sports Nation. You bring up the turnovers, 10 for BYU in the first half. For me, the thing that, that stood out was how well Gonzaga executed on offense and shot the ball, 19 of 31 in the first half. BYU didn't shoot well, but they've got to figure out a way to slow down a team that's, that's clicking on all cylinders, and, and Gonzaga just kind of had their way offensively. So the one thing that you can control is defense, and it didn't seem like BYU was able to do that. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you look at the numbers, Gonzaga shot 52% compared to BYU's 35. And then, of course, uh, the number that kind of stands out is that from the three-point range, 46% to BYU's 23. Uh, and then, of course, you look at the assists. Um, you know, Gonzaga really distributed the ball very well, got the ball down inside. And then when he did get inside and BYU collapsed, they were able to kick it out and they were able to make open shots. You know, they had 16 assists compared to BYU's six. So they really dominated on every aspect of the um, stats category. And, and, of course, that's why they came out with a, a, you know, a pretty commanding win. But, um, you know, got to give hats out to BYU. Had a tough game the previous night against San Fran. They went into overtime. I think uh, we saw that in the first half. Guys came out a little sluggish. Um, but, uh, you know, BYU fans, we're familiar with this. We're familiar with BYU being on the bubble and not quite sure if they're going to make an attorney or not. So, you know, the, the players, I think, played in that and said, hey, let's just keep our fans on the, on the uh, typical course and uh, see, if we, see if we can keep them stressed out for another week. That let's was keep said, it consistent. That was said in there the locker go. room. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> in, eight, in the previous eight seasons under Dave Rose, the first year was 20 wins, getting back to the NIT, that was an accomplishment. The next six years, BYU gets an at-large bid. Jimmer Fredette never wins uh, a conference tournament championship. I mean, there's something to be said with what what that would mean to BYU. And then uh, last year, BYU ousted in the quarter or the uh, in the quarters. They go to the NIT. Now BYU they they got a win in the quarters and the semis. It looks like they're going to get into the NCAA tournament. The bi- but the big question now is: Will Kyle Collinsworth be a part of this? Uh, what did you think when you saw that knee injury last night to Mr. Collinsworth? Man, being around sports for the majority of my life and <clears throat> being around players when they get injured, when you see an injury like that where there's no contact and it was literally just his knee buckling up, that's a, that's a terrible sign. And uh, obviously uh, our thoughts go out to him and, and hope that he can have a speedy recovery. But I'm anxious to see what that MRI comes back with today and, and shows because you know when your knee just gives away like that, usually there's some type of tear. I mean, you can kind of uh, explain a, a knee-to-knee contact or, or something like that, but uh, when it just goes out by itself, that's not a good sign. But you know, BYU showed that they were able to rally around each other and um, play on without Kyle. I mean, he obviously he's an integral part of that team, but uh, they were able to uh, make a run there at the end. So I think, you know, Frank, Frank Barley can come in and, and, and Skylar Halford, but it's tough to replace the Kyle Collinsworth because he does so much every game. And we're not just talking about even this week. I mean, let, I'm, I'm thinking worst-case scenario just to brace myself uh, for it if it's there, but if it's an ACL or something, we're t- we're, that's impacting next season as well. That's a big deal. Yeah, I remember somebody last night was mentioning on Twitter, and it brought up a good point. I mean, the, the Collinsworth family struggled with, with knee problems. I mean, you look at Chris, and that kind of ended his career with, with the microfracture he had in his knee. So um, knees have been good to the Collinsworth family. And, and once again, our thoughts are with him and hoping that uh, it's a different result, maybe just a sprain, an MCL or something of that nature. But uh, well, we'll see what happens. And, of course, Bill, you have to move on with or without him um, with, with hopefully getting an attorney and, and trying to make a run there. David Nixon, BYU TV college basketball and college football analyst, joining BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Can BYU win a tournament game without a player like Kyle Collinsworth? 
you know, I think with, with Coach Rose and what he's able to do with this team and, and the basketball genius that he is, I think so. I, once again, I think he'll be much tougher, uh, and, but I think BYU will hopefully be able to rally and kind of play to their strengths and, and find ways to cover up the, the weakness of, of the fact that Kyle is gone. Um, and then once again, it'll be all about who the matchup is, you know, and, and maybe they face a smaller team that – they won't need as big of a body as Kyle in there as, as they might have against a different team. So uh, I think it's going to come down to uh, that selection Sunday and find out what, what draw BYU gets and uh, what team they're, they're matched up against and then really get to see if we're going to be missing Kyle or not. But once again, I mean, Kyle's a strong guy, and we've seen him get knocked down earlier in the season, and he's able to come back and, and you know, with a week, more or less a week to go. Uh, hopefully, once again, it's just a sprain or something, and, and he has some time to recover and and be healthy for this next game. That's I think that's what all, all fans are obviously hoping for. We wish certainly a speedy recovery, whatever it is, to Kyle Collinsworth. We will update you on our BYU Sports Nation Twitter account as soon as we know anything. We're talking with David Nixon, BYU TV analyst on BYU Sports Nation. The amazing thing is Kyle did this coming off of a mission. He's just a sophomore, first-team all-conference player, I should say. And he's got a really bright future ahead of him if he can just get healthy. Yeah, and I, I, and I will say, I mean, I think this is a direct result of coming off a mission and playing right away. And I remember, you know, my sophomore year at BYU, I came straight off my mission and, and played right away. And I had to, uh, I, had, I had a hernia, I had a torn groin I had it with, and, and as a direct result of, of, of the mission. I mean, you go from two years of not playing at all, of, of, you know, not working out really that hard, to all of a sudden going full speed at the, the highest level you can at that, at that stage in life. And so um, I think there's a direct correlation between these injuries he's having and, and coming right at the mission, playing right away. I mean, I think guys that come off and have that year to maybe redshirt and get their body back in shape um, maybe don't have these type of injuries. But, uh, you know, the situation called for it. He's played well this year, but I, I think his body's starting to wear down. And, and like I said, I've, I've seen it with myself and with other players um, as a result of, of the mission. But, you know, you don't want to make that excuse, obviously, but uh, it is what it is. David Nixon is on BYU Sports Nation. Let's move on to another topic of importance, namely counting down to Connecticut, David. Countdown to Connecticut. 170. I think we figured it out with syllables there. <laughs> that was sharp. That was on point. And in other football news, David, Central Florida and BYU moved from Saturday, October 11th to Saturday, or Thursday, October 9th. What did you think of games that were Thursday or Friday games? You know, I actually liked them. Um, you are now the primetime game. I mean, the entire country is watching, and especially in this game where, um, you know, you're playing a, a, an East Coast team. There's plus and minus, obviously. Minus in the fact that now you have to travel to the East Coast on a short week, which is not going to be an easy thing to do. Um, but the fact that you're playing a team from a whole different region, you know, the, you know, the whole East Coast will be watching uh, to see kind of how Central Florida plays out. And then, of course, you know, you've got BYU in the West. So uh, I think it's an intriguing matchup. And I think UCF will have a good team. Um, let it be noted that the new defensive coordinator, Paul Ferraro, was my linebacker coach in St. Louis when I was with the Rams. Um, so hopefully I'll go in on, uh, on game week and, and give some pointers to taste for those guys or something. But Talk some trash um, to him at least. Yeah, talking trash. Yeah, I, I think really we'll take him down, obviously. But uh, – <laughs> No, I, you know, it's, I, I like Thursday night games. And any time you can get on that national television platform and, and play for the country, as a player, it's really exciting. And uh, I think it's obviously a great opportunity. 
David Nixon, BYU TV analyst for football and basketball, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Great to have you with us, David. BYU football, spring football continues. I'm sure we'll be talking plenty of the gridiron stuff in the near future. Yep, have a good one, guys. Thanks, Thanks David. David. Back to our Twitter question now. Why is BYU an NCAA tournament team? Let's get to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At JNails21, they beat Stanford and Texas and Gonzaga, RPI top 30, and then simply Tyler Haas. And San Francisco, the best team in the WCC. They were 3-0 and against the best team in the <laughs> West Coast Conference. At Tasha Lynn 19 after last night, I'm not sure I want them to be a tourney team. <gasps> I'm one of those weird people who would prefer the NIT. You blaspheme. Yep. You yep. blaspheme. You're one of those weird people. Especially without Kyle, we'd probably lose in the NCAA first round, and I don't want the season to end next week. I'll take a first-round hey, loss in the NCAA tournament a going, million times over going to the Final Four in the NIT. Wi- or winning the NIT. Yes. Would you rather win the NIT or lose in the first round? Would you rather accomplish your team goal or not? How about go to the NCAA tournament and see what happens? They want to get back in the tournament. That's a team goal. Yes. Tasha Lynn. Okay, you're, you're in that category. Continue tweeting. We love you. We still love you. <laughs> we just don't agree with you. At Crazy Coog Fanatic, 23 wins. Yep. Respect of guys like ESPN's Sean Farnham and ESPN's Joe Lenardi. I'm adding to your tweet. Guys fought hard, didn't quit. The West Coast Conference is worthy of two teams in the tournament. Yes. I agree. Yes. The body of work would, would say that they are. They're the ninth best conference in America. They deserve two bids. They do. Ah. You tell him I'm pumped up about this? Ah! So get it out. He's going to scream it out. Up next, <laughs> the other Nixon joins us. What went wrong for BYU hoops last night? Kevin Nixon, former BYU basketball star, helps break it down in Studio B. Loud noises! You are watching and listening to BYU Sports Nation. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Nate Austin and the BYU Cougars now await their fate this Selection Sunday. Are they in? Jeremy and I think that they are. 23 wins overall. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jeremy Jordan hanging out for the first time in our simulcast era in Studio B. Listen and watch BYU Sports Nation by downloading the BYU Radio, TuneIn, and BYU TV apps right now. Go and do it right now if you don't already have. BYU. Are you doing it? I, I am not doing it. No, I'm talking to oh, the listener to and viewers. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not doing it because I'm, I'm doing the show. I'm, I'm invested in I don't want you to do it because you've done it. <laughs> BYU and Gonzaga, the men and women, both fall in the West Coast Conference Championship Tournament. Uh, the women are in. They're in the tournament. The men are, are the big debate right now. Can they, can they get in with their body of work? And the women's basketball team, by the way, Selection Monday. That's uh, 7 Eastern ESPN U. We will update you on all things BYU sports. No, straight ESPN, sorry. Especially uh, on those tournament selection days as soon as we get the news. Why is BYU men's team a tournament team? That is our Twitter question today, and that is how we're going to bring in our second guest in studio, Kevin Nixon, BYU basketball folk hero. Can I call you a folk hero? (laughs) Oh, sure. Why not? Uh, Okay. (laughs) It's accurate. It is. 55-footer, you make it, you're a folk hero. So congratulations. Well, thank you. (laughs) And that was BYU's second-to-last tournament title. They've won won three tournament titles ever. Ever. How has this happened? For for a program as successful, tough question to start. I don't know why I went here, but 
Thanks, Jerem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Answer this. Uh, you'd think BYU would have more tournament titles uh, yeah. in its resume. Yeah, three in 30 years doesn't make sense for a team that's had so much success, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of different factors. I mean, uh, you know, three out of 30 you would think is is probably as low as it could get. I would think a team with as much success as, as they've had would have at least, you know, seven, eight, maybe even ten. Um, but uh, it is what it is, and you know we've had a lot of successful years, a lot of 20, 20 win seasons, twenty five win seasons, a lot of success. Yeah. So, Kevin Nixon on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Our Twitter question today is: Why is BYU a tournament team? In your mind, why or why not is BYU basketball a member of the team of the field of sixty eight this year? Well, I I feel really good about where we're at. I I just look at the the entire body of work, twenty three wins. Um, I feel really good about our, our good wins, uh, Stanford, Texas, Gonzaga. And quite honestly, I think those carry a lot more weight than, than the bad losses, to be honest with you. Um, and then I think really kind of the X factor, somebody brought it up on Twitter earlier, but uh, I think the X factor is Tyler Hawes. I think uh, it's pretty tough to say no to a, a team that's got the number six score in the country. Um, kind of coming off the heels of Jimmer and and that excitement, yeah. I just I just look at that and I think if you're sitting in that uh, uh, room with the committee, you just got to look at that and say that's a that's an NCAA tournament team. Yeah, there's there's something to that. I love that point that BYU does have a star in Tyler Haas and that they are marketable in that way. You're looking at body of work, but that certainly might help you if you didn't have a star. Uh, now now BYU has to wait it out. They have to sit until Sunday and find out. Their fate. What was that experience like as a player? Where, uh, in your case, I guess ninety-one and ninety-two, you win uh, auto bids, but or you get auto bids. Sitting there waiting to know if you're in or not. Well, for us, you know, like you said, we'd we'd won the tournament uh, my junior year, and so we knew that we were in. Uh, the anticipation is really who you're going to play. And then, of course, we we get matched up with LSU and Shaquille O'Neal, so we went from being really excited <laughs> to being oh, man. kind of excited and a little <laughs> little scared. But um, did you contribute? So he has an NCAA uh, record like ten or twelve blocks in that game. Did you contribute any to that? Yes, I did. Nice. I actually can. I think the the number is eleven is the record, okay. and he blocked. Mine was the eleventh. One, so I'm sitting in You're the record book with, record with Shaq. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I mess with Jared Miller and, and Gary Trost all the time and tell him I couldn't have made it there without him because he blocked probably five <laughs> each of theirs. So, um, but uh, Russell, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he got Russ a few times as well. But uh, but it was a fun ex- fun experience. But but really, my senior year, we we had won 25 games as well, and and we weren't really sitting on the bubble. We were pretty much locked in. But um, you know, one of the things that that I hate for the guys now is it's, you know, it's Wednesday. Doesn't, you know, nothing's going to happen until Sunday and a lot of games are going to be played between now and then. And, yeah. and so, you know, when we played, it was Saturday night, Sunday was the selection show. Um, and so we didn't have a lot of time to kind of sit on it and, and be, you know, nervous and anxious and things like that. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd feel a lot better if it was Saturday about with where we are, but, uh, but I just think our resume just kind of speaks for itself. Uh, a lot of things are going to happen. I'll be rooting for some teams in the Big East to, to get knocked off early for, for certain. But, uh, but we'll just see how it goes, and I feel, I feel good about where we're at. Yeah, and we do too. We think BYU's in. And Mount St. Mary's, who was on BYU's schedule this year. St. Mary's. They are in the tournament. You know who's not? St. Mary's. St. Mary's is not. Mount right. St. Mary's is. How many the people thought that would happen? The over the Gales. <laughs> Kevin Nixon. BYU basketball folk hero on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. 
The one person that BYU might not have, and this is a a big one, is Kyle Collinsworth. By the way, he just tweeted something in Russian. I Google translated it. Now we wait. Oh boy! So we just got. I assume I'm, that he I'm the um, MRI just did the MRI. Place. Now he's waiting to find out. So no, no, no new news is news, right? He's just now we wait. We're just waiting, much like the BYU basketball team is. If BYU does not have Kyle Collinsworth going forward, what what does this team do? How do you recover from losing a guy like that? Well, it's you don't fully recover. You just try to pick up the pieces and and do the best you can. Um, ironically. Kyle goes out. It kind of inspired the guys. Went on a 10-0 run last night. That's and, a good point. And, yeah. uh, um, but you can't replace Kyle. He just does everything so well. Um, but the good news is you've got 10 guys on the team that have, have had a lot of experience and it, at times have been able to step up in, in a lot of different situations. So uh, they'll come up with a good game plan if Kyle's not able to go and, and guys will step up. I'm, I'm confident. But uh, that's a tough one. You always want to put your best team out there. And, and with Kyle, um, we definitely have to have Kyle out there to be our best team. And so uh, it could be rough, but, uh, you know, the goal is to get to the tournament and and see what happens. And, you know, I know everyone's praying for Kyle, and hopefully everything works out. I mean, you saw, you saw it. What did I you did. think of the injury? Like, what, what was your first reaction? My first reaction, um, you know, knowing that he had hurt that same knee, um, I thought maybe it was just, fatigue in his knee, maybe kind of the same type of injury as before. That was my hope. Um, but when he grabbed it, didn't come back in, um, concerned. I, I became more concerned as, as time went on. And um, it's weird because, you know, I've torn my ACL. I've, I've torn my patellar tendon and and just on real simple, basic moves. Yeah. Um, and, and so it doesn't take a, a real traumatic thing to happen to your knee for things to, to, to go really bad. So, um, you know, my first instinct was, you know, I, I just hope and pray he's okay. When he didn't come back, I was concerned, but, uh, right now, you know, he's a sophomore, he's got two more years ahead of him and, and, uh, just needs to figure out what's wrong and, and, uh, fix it so we can, you know, best case scenario, come back and play a tournament. But if not, you know, uh, two years of great basketball ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Max Good, who was let go by LMU, by the way, yesterday, their head basketball coach, uh, told uh, told Kyle that he thinks he has an N- NBA uh, NBA potential. And at Kyle's best, he probably does. So if Kyle can't go, BYU has the pieces around him uh, or around the team to play well. You probably put Matt Carlino in the starting lineup. Anson Winder did not score last night, but has been good in games leading up to this. BYU's got the pieces to be able to do something special if Kyle's not there. Despite, I mean, Kyle's been fantastic, but. If, if they play well, uh, they can do something. They can win in the NCAA tournament. No doubt. There's no doubt about that. Um, they've got the pieces. Um, I think they showed a lot of heart last night against Gonzaga. Um, proved that uh, even without Kyle, they can, they can put a good string together. And, and uh, I believe in the coaches. I've told you that many times. I believe in the coaches, and I know they'll put together a good game plan and, and be ready for the NCAA tournament and give the team the best chance to win. Against a team maybe not familiar with the pace of play for BYU. I mean, this is the third matchup with Gonzaga. Uh, Iona got a taste of that uh, despite uh, you know BYU's big disadvantage uh, and trailing in that game. So I'd be interested to see the matchup and uh, what happens. But hopefully we hear back uh, good news from Kyle Collinsworth today after the MRI. Kevin Nixon on BYU Sports Nation, a part of uh, one of those tournament championship winning BYU basketball teams. You've had an interesting week, Kevin. Um, your son, Dalton Nixon, has committed to BYU. He's a great basketball player. How has that been balancing uh, 
life as a dad and as a basketball coach uh, in that venue? Well, it's been a it's been a rough couple of days, no doubt. Um, you know, as a as a parent, you want your kids to have success, and and um, you know, he's put in a, a situation where he could be the hero or the goat. You know, and so um, in his case, he didn't make them, but uh, but I can tell you this: he uh, he he's handled the situation a lot better than his parents have. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's just a he's he's just kind of uh, he's he's been inspiring to us because uh, he's taken it all in stride. He, he really accepted it and uh, took it as a man, and and uh, I'm really proud of the way that he's handled it. Um, he, he could have kind of crawled into a into a uh, you know into a ball in the corner and just said you know I'm not going to deal with this. But uh, as soon as the game was over, owned up to it, walked out, spent time with the media. Has been great with his family and friends, and and I'm proud of him either way. I mean, regardless of, of whether he makes the shot or not, I'm proud of him, and and couldn't be prouder. And and uh, you know, he's got one state championship under his belt. Uh, would have been nice to get the second one, but uh, but I'm proud of him. Proud of all the guys on on my basketball team. That, what, that team's not that team's not in the state championship without him. Right. Let's be honest. Absolutely. Let's be and, honest. And what's the timeline for him in terms of uh, mission papers and all that? Uh, he'll turn in his papers next month um, and hopefully be out sometime in in July. Uh, that's when he turns eighteen and and uh, back so for twenty sixteen seventeen. That's right. We're excited. The year that everyone is circled. That's right. <laughs> calendars. Yeah. I circled sure. this season and then the next season and then the next season as well. <laughs> Kevin Nixon, it's been great having you again. You're a class act yourself. Thanks for joining us on BYU Sports Nation. And let's have you Thanks, sign. Our, we want you to it. sign our BYU Sports Nation sign flag. Sign the rise up flag before you go. Absolutely. Why is BYU a tournament team? That is our Twitter question. We'll get more to more of your responses after the big plus. We're going to play hashtag this. Oh, yeah. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation and watching via simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. This is Tyler Haas, and you are tuned into BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation rolls on from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live tomorrow. Tell us what's going on, Jerem. Our first baseball broadcast that of is the right. season. That is right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, tomorrow we'll talk to Colton Mahoney on the show, who threw the no-hitter for BYU last week. The Cougars host San Diego at 8 Eastern time tomorrow. The game's live on BYU TV, called by this guy, Spencer Linton, and on BYU Radio. Hey, thanks for that. I appreciate the shout-out. You're welcome. Looking forward Thank to you for the $5. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell people about that stuff. Come on. Now, with that said, we're going to do one of my favorite things ever on this show. It's called Hashtag This. BYU Sports Nation says Hashtag This. Okay, here's how it works. We throw out five one-liners, and Jeremy and I offer up the best hashtags that we have off the top of our head. Let's go number one. Hashtag this. Be- hashtag this. BYU's at-large chances. Hashtag they're in already. People need to get over it. 23 wins. They, they've run the course. BYU is in because they've done enough. Hashtag still confident. BYU had the resume going into the game to win. Uh, it, despite not winning, to be able to get in, they have... Good wins. They have a solid RPI, solid strength to schedule. Yes, some bad losses, but I've come around to thinking that BYU, that tournament train is coming down the tracks, baby. I'm so, I'm so proud of you. There it is. I'm so, I'm so 
proud of you. Are you? For for hopping on the train. Let's hug it out now. Nah, it, t- it took a while to, to get you on board, but now you're sho- shovel some more coal into the fire. I am Jaren. shoveling coal. Shovel into the there. coal. Number two. Hashtag this. Kyle Collinsworth's knee injury. Hashtag oh no. Please. How many be O's okay. were in that? You only Please have 140 okay. characters. Well, that was all 140. <laughs> I, I mean, the way that he went down, I just. I just think something snapped because it was just a weird – he wasn't contacting anybody. He played three games in five days. It's already stressed. He he told me he was sore yesterday morning around shoot, at shoot-around, and I just got this funny feeling like I hope he's okay. And when I saw that, uh, that was my reaction. So, Kyle Collinsworth, we're thinking about you, man. Hope all is well. Hashtag uh-oh. I yeah. had the same reaction. Yeah. Not good. Not good. In fact, bad. Uh, that Kyle, without Kyle, BYU's not the same team. He's become the physical leader of the team on the court. His uh, ball handling, his rebounding, his scoring was tremendous during the tournament. BYU played inspired ball after he went out, uh, fueling uh, that comeback. But without Kyle, BYU is not the same team for sure. There may have been a few uh, not-so-happy words that went through my mind at that point, but we won't refer to those. Number three. Hashtag this, David Stockton's block. Okay, hashtag overhyped. Look, he blocked a shot. I know he's 5'11". He's John Stockton's kid. He's a good player. Is he 5'11"? I think he's 5'9". He's a good player. But it's not like Anson Winder and David Stockton were playing one-on-one. Anson was engaged with another player. David Stockton got a block shot. Congratulations. Hashtag overhyped. Hashtag get over it. If this isn't John Stockton's kid, I don't think this is that big a deal. Seriously. But the, the big part of it is that he's so short. That's why it got out on social media. So hashtag yikes. The thing, though, with this shot is Anson Winder, two guys are riding him. And then he underhand scoops it towards the basket. So David Stockton gets it. He, he called Taylor Sanders and said, how do I approach this? Takes the volleyball approach, <laughs> winds up, and skadoosh that out of bounds. Skadoosh. Yeah. Name that movie. Uh, Kung Fu Panda. That's right. So hashtag yikes. Let's keep it rolling. Hashtag this. Seven days in Vegas. Hashtag. Is this a movie title or our experience? This is our. I'm going to go with our experience. I'm okay. going to say hashtag. I am so glad to be sleeping in my own bed again. I'm so tired. But it was fantastic. Really fun, but I'm I'm glad to be home. Hashtag, get me the heck out. (laughs) I'm glad to be out of there. I've seen enough BYU losing tournament title games, not to mention the smell of smoke. I'm out. I'm out, baby. I need to be washed again and again. Glad to be in Cougar Town. Number five. Hashtag this, the month of March. Hashtag basketball awesomeness. This month is so much fun. Not only that, but let's throw in a little spring football on the side and the start of baseball, both at the collegiate level and at the professional level. March is one of my favorite months. Weather gets warmer. Hashtag awesomeness, and it starts with a capital B basketball. Hashtag it's the real most wonderful time of the year. On the night before the tournament, don't you feel like it's Christmas Eve? Yes. (laughs) Men's I'm going to add to your list. Men's volleyball and rugby, all the other sports. You're right, pro baseball. I've already bought my tickets, by the way. It's in April. To the Mariners' home opener against the I Angels. I get a high five, dude. Yeah! I'm I so excited. I get a high five. Absolutely. And I am jealous. My favorite month of the year. Hands down. Springtime is a wonderful time. Why is BYU a tournament team? That is our Twitter question today. Tweet, tweet.
at Kyle Ireland. BYU did everything they needed to do after the Pacific loss to get a tournament bid. Hashtag six straight. Yes, it appears that Kyle Ireland and I were the only ones that still had any hope whatsoever after the debacle at Pacific. But BYU got hot at the right time. They had notable wins. They proved the doubters wrong. 23 wins therein. As Christian Bale once said, good for you! (laughs) At Bleak Cougar Blue. Does it help that at least six scheduled teams are in the tourney? Absolutely, yeah. that helps. Including Mount St. Mary's. Mount St. Mary's. No. Wichita State. St. Mary's. Mount St. There's Mary's. a way to no. execute okay. that. Sorry okay. about that. At Snow Surfa, best wins of all bubble teams, Texas, Stanford, Gonzaga. Oh, and they beat the best West Coast Conference team three times, San Francisco. <laughs> So that's like that six just, really good wins. I think we just run to the end of today with that joke. <laughs> he, he apologized. And then Snow Surfer continues, went out on the road and played a difficult non-conference schedule. BYU is being yeah, rewarded yeah. for something that they have never done. They played a really good schedule. It's nice to be in that position, isn't it? Yes. All tournament honors and an all-district award for a few of the BYU Cougars. Find out who got in as we whip it next. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. You know what time it is, brother? Time to whip it good. Yep. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Despite the 11-point loss to the team in Spokane, BYU had two players named to the all-tournament team, Tyler Haas and the injured Kyle Collinsworth, still waiting to hear the results of the MRI with Kyle. Tyler was also named to the USBWA All-District 9 team for the second straight year. That's, that's a, a lot of That's letters. a nice honor. That covers the states of Wyoming, Utah, Idaho, New Mexico, Colorado, Nevada, and Montana. Women's basketball. Jennifer Hampson named to the West Coast Conference Women's All-Tournament team. Understandably so. Hampson led all scores in the championship game with 24, also grabbed seven boards and had three blocks. Like the men, though, the women... Got off to a slow start, had a long drought. They fall to Gonzaga 71-57. Golf. Our boy Joe Parkinson finishes yeah. seven over par in day two of the Fresno State Classic on Tuesday. That netted Parkinson a ninth place and helped BYU uh, lead to a third-place finish. Nice to know. Softball. Doubleheader today for softball. First up, it's James Madison. Jimmy then Madison. the nightcap. See the Cougars take on the Oregon Ducks. Gymnastics. That right. No. Okay. You do gymnastics. I don't know how to say one of the uh, gymnast <laughs> names. I'll take that over. The Mountain Rim Gymnastics Championships named Raquel Wilman Hatch Gymnast of the Week and Elian Coolchick. There it is. As the cool specialist chick? of the week. Yeah, isn't that the best name ever? That's easier to remember. It's spelled K-U-L-C-Z-Y-K, so I get that, but it's pronounced Coolchick. That is the best thing ever. Okay, maybe not ever, but really cool. She's the specialist of the week based on Cougar Gymnast's performance against Washington. Congratulations to the ladies. Tomorrow we'll dive into spring football with media availability today. Also, BYU baseball pitcher Colton Mahoney threw the no-no last week against Nickel State, the seventh in BYU history. We'll talk to him tomorrow as we preview BYU's matchup with San Diego in our first baseball broadcast of the season tomorrow on BYU television. Why is BYU an NCAA tournament team? We're talking about the men's team. The women's team for all intents and purposes, we, is in. We think they're in. They're, they're a, in. They're a nine seed according to the Joe Lenardi of women's basketball. On ESPN. Charlie Crean, I believe. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. So they, they're in. I don't think there's any drama right there. Tough that they lost the championship game, but their resume is really good. BYU men, however, they're still bubbly. And 
we think that even though they're bubbly, they're they're going to pop in the right direction. They're going to get in the tournament with was 23 wins. Was that a pun based on the bubbly? That was. Yeah. You okay. are such a clever person. Let's talk about I'm it. glad that you are you are on the same wavelength as me. Let's talk about it later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why is BYU tournament team? Let's get back to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. At FinDaddy81, BYU has done just enough to get in, but that said, if Big Russia is out of the first round, you, that may be all you get. Okay. Just, just get in get and in let's the play. Get in, play the maybe, game. Maybe you have a Stanford-type performance. I know that was a long time ago, but you still have Carlino and Winder. Frank Bartley looked uh, pretty good at times last night. So, no K. If Kyle Collinsworth is, can't make it, you What can team still do has some two stuff. better point guards in America than BYU? I don't know if there is one. I don't know. At David Roberts 20, we are a tourney team because of signature wins, top five score in the NCAA, top five scoring team, and fun to watch. At Chris Russ McCall, BYU is in the big dance, but losses, but loses, sorry, I should say, in the first round if Kyle is out, second round if he's okay. Hey, I, I'm not going to cap potential. Like, BYU's not as good a team for sure, but what's the matchup? Is the other team a, It's all about matchups yeah. in the NCAA tournament. Let's see, if, when BYU gets in, let's see... Who BYU's playing and go from there? One of my favorite responses comes from at Trevor underscore Linton, because they're good. In all caps, probably okay. no punctuation. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, there is punctuation. Rise and shout. Who gets it today? Ooh. You know what? I'm going to go with. Okay, you Who have. Who are you one? going with? I'm I got go, one. I got really go excited with, all of a sudden. I'm going to go with Dave Rose for the job he's done. Okay. okay. BYU basketball coach has done an amazing job with this team and all the challenges he's faced. Let's shout out a second one, too. Whoosh. Cecil. Yes. President yes. Cecil Samuelson. May 1st, uh, he's done after 11 years. He's done a tremendous job. Part of his tenure, getting this building built. Thank you. A huge thank you. Thanks to our guests, David and Kevin Nixon, no relation. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at BYU Sports Nation, for show links and much more. Episodes of the show on demand at BYURadio.org every afternoon or on BYUtv.org slash DVR. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. You have just partaken in BYU Sports Nation.